Yo, yo, welcome to Album Nerds Podcast. I am Andy. I'm here with my good buddy and fellow album nerd, the dude. Yo. Hey, man. Yo. Yo, ho. Yo, yo. More countdown time. Yo. It's 2020. We have a lot of albums that we love. That's what we do on the show. We talk about albums we love, and we're going to count some down. Oh, man. Are you still drunk from New Year's Eve, man? What's no, I just on? got some energy. <laughs> It got me all yeah. jacked up. Got you pumped. Yeah. Well, I'm jacked up to talk about our top five records of 2019. Can you believe that, man? Come all this I way. I cannot. Full year. You know what else I can't believe, man? This is episode 101. We've made 101 of these things. Holy shit. 101 with tons of like, album recommendations. We hope you guys that listen to this show have enjoyed some of those recommendations. And we're always open to recommendations from our listeners. So please hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, at Album Nerds. Email us. Hit our uh, website. What's uh, albumnerds.com? What's the email? I always forget. Podcast. <laughs> it's podcast at albumnerds.com. <laughs> Best way to get a hold of us. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, we, we have been doing this a while. A lot of the records we're talking about on the countdown today have been featured on previous shows, and we'll go into them in more depth there. But today, we're just going to go down from five to one, our official 2019 top records of the year. All right, man. <sighs> Here we go. Oh, let's do let's it. Do it. Number five. Okay, so coming in at number five for me is a band we talked about somewhere in time. This is Crypt Sermon. The album is The Ruins of Fading Light, and this track is the title track, The Ruins of Fading Light. All right, so that was Crypt Sermon, The Ruins of Fading Light from an album of the same name. Crypt Sermon is a Philly band. Uh, That album came out in September of 2019. They're traditional heavy metal, I guess I would call them. They've got doom elements. Uh, The album is full of interludes and sound effects of horses running and... uh, you know, it's just got that sort of Judas Priesty, Iron Maideny feel to it, but with a modern sound, modern vocalist. Uh, he sounds, he sounds today to me, but lots of strings and some cool stuff. It's not quite progressive, but it's full of sounds, and the production is deep and layered. Uh, the vocals are strong and varied throughout. Guitar work is awesome. It's just the kind of rock and metal that I've come to love. I didn't always love this stuff, but in the last few years, I've really gotten into this kind of stuff. I digs it a lot. How about you, Andy? Yeah, I mean, I would agree. There are lots of sounds happening on this record. It's very full of those sounds. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I, I mean, I did, I did like this record. It didn't make it onto my top list, but I did enjoy listening to it. You know, it's, it's good. It's a cool pick, man. I know it's cool to me to just kind of watch you get into more and more doom and metal 
over the years. I think it's a cool genre. Yeah, I think my genres from the my youth, mostly the 80s and 90s, that's all kind of dried up. So I have metal has lived on. So I have sort of started to really gravitate in that direction, and uh, it's been a fun journey. Thanks, Crypt Sermon. What do you got, Andy? What's your number five? Well, coming right out of the crypt here, talking about the record Igor by Tyler, the creator. Came out back in May of 2019. We're going to uh, hear the really the opening cut from the record. This is uh, Earthquake. You must be Igor. No, it's pronounced <laughs> Igor. But they told me it was Igor. Well, they were wrong then, weren't they? Frankenstein. Frankenstein. No, Frankenstein. No, here's Tyler. That was Earthquake from Tyler, the Creator's record, Igor. Yeah, so I gotta be honest, I didn't know if Tyler really had this record in him. I didn't, you know, he's, I've enjoyed his records more and more over the last few years, but this one was just a huge leap forward, in my opinion. He really takes his rap style and just adds like a, a cool pop qualities and even some soul uh, samples to this record. And it sounds very Kanye West esque, but in a very good way. You know, it mostly covers an arc of relationship. But, man, he makes some really catchy beats here and some really catchy rhythms, and I really, really love this record. I listen to it all the time. Highly recommend it. If you have not heard it, give it a shot. Even if you haven't enjoyed his previous material, I think this is far and away his uh, best record to date. And it's a really cool sound. It's a really unique sound. It's definitely hip-hop, but there's a lot of other stuff going on, too. So, um, I know we talked about this on a previous episode, man. Did you... Listen to it anymore? Have any more thoughts you wanted to add? It on? doesn't suck. I know I haven't listened to it more except for to prepare for this. Uh, I've got to get better about that. I have a tendency to just, after we finish a show, I pretty much scrub my brain to prepare for the next thing we're going to yeah, do. So keep on moving. I do need to, you yeah. know, I think uh, your list, you made a, he, this man made a giant, this man made a giant list of top albums. Mine was a little bit beyond 10 because I wanted to prepare for the show. This man's list is so long, I need to make yet another New Year's resolution to read through it and pick up on some of those things <laughs> that maybe I don't remember or didn't listen to and I said I would. So this is you know this is not Kanye in that this guy doesn't seem like a complete douche. No offense, Kanye or Kanye fans. <laughs> no, he seems like a cool guy. And it's, this is... He comes off really well on this record here, so definitely would recommend uh, Igor from Tyler the Creator. Number four. All right. Number four for me, Rain Wolf. As the artist, the album is Hear Me Out. The track is over and over. Uh, 
All right, so that was Rain Wolf with Over and Over from the album Hear Me Out, an album that was a huge surprise to me. Um, I've been following Rain Wolf for years. I don't know, 10 years maybe? Singles will get released. Albums never came. Finally, in 2019, all of a sudden, there's this record. I love it. I love every track. It's not too long. It's not too short. It's just right. Just intense, bluesy... I don't even know how to describe it. Andy, why don't you take a shot? Uh, I mean, it sounds very like 90s rock to me, which I really like that sound. He does it really well. Uh, I had this at number 33 for me for the year. I, and I'm just hearing that track though. I'm like, maybe, maybe I should move it up a little bit because it was a really fun record and I did listen to it quite a bit. Yeah, thanks for uh, turning us, me, and I guess everybody onto this record, man. It was a, it was a pretty dope find. Thank you very much. I do like it, and it just continued to brew in my brain all year long. So that's Rainwolf. Hear me out. Go check it out if you like your uh, white stripes cranked up and made dirty. It's a dirty white stripe, yeah. <laughs> oh, like God. That. It's not a skid mark, though. It's good stuff. All right. <laughs> all right. Coming in at number four for me is Little Sims and her record, Gray Area. This came out way back in March of 2019. We're going to play a cut from the middle of the record. This is Venom. I don't want to ever come down from a high. I am in the best seat. So I'm tired in the next breed. If it come and come at me directly, don't need no one to defend me. Souls in a place even I can't get to. Don't fuck with the deadly. Moon waves and overseas. Quick coast and overseas. Fuck those who don't believe. They will never want to admit I'm the best here. From the mere fact that I've got ovaries. It's a woman's world, so to speak. Pussy, you sour. Never giving credit where it's due because you don't like pussy and power. Venom. Whoa, so that was Venom from Little Sims, a record Gray Area. My opinion, the best rap album of 2019. Man, her, her flow is so precise and so on point, this whole record. Uh, it's 10 tracks, 35 minutes, and she just rips through the whole thing. Some callback to 90s style hip-hop, but I think more of a modern production style. Man, she covers the gamut in terms of what she's talking about here lyrically. Man, if you haven't heard this record... Uh, you gotta hear it. It's if you're especially a hip hop fan, it's definitely one of the best, if not the best, of the year. So once again, that is Gray Area by Little Sims. Awesome, awesome rap record. Did you did you hear it, man? I can't remember if we talked about. We this did on the show talk before. about it on the show at the time. I was like, not my cup of tea. I mean, her being British and everything, get it? Um, <laughs> yes, but in listening to it again, I am impressed with the precision and that song, Venom is venomous i mean it is what it says it is in terms of the way that she talks about womanhood it's pretty cool so i got there is definitely some real talent here it's just not my type of music typically but this is special and i I can't deny that yeah she is one badass lady so definitely check out gray area if you get a chance let's see what are we what are we doing next it's happening fast brother number three all right coming in at number three Time to get things tart and twangy up in here. Get some country music going. <laughs> we got to go with Cody Jinx. The album is The Wanting. The track is Whiskey. What I think it takes for me to be a man. Lately it's been hits trying to get by. Living like I'm living on a borrowed down. Watching my friends as they're all having fun. Whiskey, won't you help me make it through this one? 
sit here and keep on grinning Drown my head and keep on living I don't mind I guess I'll drink another bottle And drown another sorrow that was Cody Jenks. The album was The Wanting. The track was Whiskey. Can you believe it, folks? A country song about whiskey. Unbelievable. <laughs> First one ever, I'm sure. But a great song about whiskey. Cody Jenks is an American country music singer and songwriter from Halton, Haltom City, Texas. The theme of this album is Cody's personal struggles with inner demons and the rigors of stardom. It's very truthful. Lots of vulnerabilities in the lyrics and the stories he's telling about his life. It's these two sides of him, and that's the whole album, is these two sides of him. On the cover is a white wolf, a two-headed wolf, white and, and black, and we went into it in another show. It's about his two sides, and I think all of us struggle with that. We have two sides, a good and a bad, and you got to try and make good come out as much as possible, and that's what this record's about, and that's why I love it and love country music. Andy, thoughts? Yeah, I did enjoy this record quite a bit. I think he does, like you said, kind of talks about that duality of life in a beautiful way here. It's probably among my favorite country records of the year. I had it overall at number 66, um, which is very respectable for a country record on my list. So, yeah, awesome, awesome job there, uh, Cody Jinx. Yeah, and I mentioned it on the show we talked about this on, but go to his website, go to the Cody Jinx website. He's got a discography. You can look at every record, every lyric, every story behind the song, who wrote it, what it's about, and that's really awesome. And more artists need to do that. So anyway, Cody Jinx, The Wanting, go check it out. Word up. That's uh, CodyJinx.net if you're on the interwebs. Coming in at number three for me is a record from Steve Gunn, his album The Unseen In Between from way back in January of 2019. Um, we're going to play a cut from the middle of the record. This is New Familiar. So that was New Familiar from Steve Gunn on his record, The Unseen In Between. Primarily a folk rock record, heavenly laden with reverb. Um, this is Steve's 15th studio record. We did talk about it on a previous show. Man, I've become a really big fan of him as of late. His last few records have been fantastic in my opinion, and I think this is one of the better ones. Now, he was able to create such an ease on these records with that reverb and his sort of like breathy vocal delivery there. Definitely a more focus on the vocals on this record, a little bit less on guitar than his previous records, but still shines all the way through, in my opinion. Super strong, nine tracks, about 45 minutes. Just awesome. If you're not familiar with him, definitely give him a listen. I think this is a good place to start if you're new to Steve Gunn. What did you think, man? I like it. Uh, it is very echoey, but I, I do like it. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I, you know, I'm a little surprised you don't like him more. I think he's one of the best guitarists out there right now and doing some really cool the stuff. The discography is too deep to get started on. You know what I mean? Too much to consume. So it's like, do I really want to commit to this guy, to Mr. Gunn? Because there's a lot to listen to if I'm really going to commit. You know? <laughs> 
Yeah, we'll just start out with some of the recent stuff, man. He's he's really awesome. I think he's somebody you can really dig into and, and get deep into these records. Um, so once again, that is The Unseen In Between by Steve Gunn. Number two. Who does number two work for? That's what I think of every time I hear <laughs> number two. All right, so for me, number two is Charles Wesley Godwin. The album is Seneca. The song is Windmill. Keep on turning. So that was Charles Wesley Godwin from the album Seneca. The track was Windmill Keep On Turning. I believe it's the opening track. Seneca's a country record, but more than anything, it's a singer-songwriter record, folky, uh, Gordon Lightfoot-y, in my opinion. Uh, Bluegrass Elements, this guy's uh, from West Virginia. It's like a painting. It's like a painting of his town and his area, uh, the Appalachian Trail area and stuff. And like Ian No, who we talked about on the last show, spoiler, storytelling and just making you see this town and this life and this world. Yeah. This dude is something special. I really, really love this record. Andy, what were your thoughts on it? Yeah, I, I did appreciate the Sonar Ends record too. Um, it didn't make my year end list, but I know it's still in my library and I'll definitely come back to it in 2020. So, Charles Wesley Godwin, Seneca, came out in February. It is definitely worth going back for. Word up. Coming to number two on my list is Jamelia Woods and her record, Legacy, Legacy. This came out in, back in May of 2019. We're going to play the opening cut. This is Betty. All right, that was Betty from Jamelia Woods' album Legacy Legacy. Wow, what a statement from Jamelia Woods here. I absolutely adore this record. Um, I almost knew from the first time I heard it I was going to like this. So that track that I just played is Betty. It's about um, Betty Davis, the um, 70s um, funk and soul musician. Uh, the entire record is comprised of 12 tracks, all named after different prominent black artists or activists. That's cool that she's kind of given a shout out to people who kind of inspired her to get to this point in her career. But I think these songs are just so good. Even They don't even really need the the sort of gimmick there to make this album work. It is just really just classic R&B. If you're a fan at all of the genre, you're going to like this record. It's high quality, start to finish. What did you think, man? I know we talked about this on earlier. Yeah, episode. I mean, like I said then, the concept is great. Her voice is great. My only, my the only thing that I think is missing is richer, earthly, real instrumentation. For me, it's a little too drum machiney. Mm. 
I'd like to hear real instruments. You know, I want to hear the string sound on guitars and bass and all that kind of thing. I, I feel like that would bring it even more to life, but that's just me. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a good point, man. I, I do agree. I would like to hear that too. But uh, I think what you, what you just provide here, I think is superb. And I would highly recommend it to anybody who enjoys R&B. So do check out Jamelia Woods' Legacy Legacy. All right, so we'll be back with our next show to do our number one picks, right? <laughs> right, Andy? <laughs> just kidding. You bring them all this way and you get Leo Mangan, man. Come all right, on. I was just kidding, folks. Hope we didn't lose anyone. It's time. Here we go. No, no, my first, but first, I think to give a little context to bring us back in time, just a little before we jump forward to number one, let's quickly recap our top records of 2018. Just in case folks weren't listening to the Album Nerds podcast way back then. Okay. I guess we could do that. So I'm just going to run through these. And I do still listen to all of these, just so y'all know. Judas Priest, Firepower. Excellent comeback. Well, not comeback. They've been around, but one of their best albums since their heyday in the 80s. 14 tracks, as I recall, awesome. Heavy metal at its best. Rob Halford sounds awesome. Brent Cobb, country artist, just seems like an all-around nice guy. You can hear it in his music and uh, his life and his friends. Providence Canyon is the album. Visigoth was another fun one, kind of a traditional heavy metal in the sort of Iron Maiden tradition. Newer band from Utah. And uh, Conqueror's Oath was the name of that one. And it featured some cool stuff, like it had warriors and all that stuff, but the warriors were warrior queens, not warrior dudes, not warrior kings, and not done in like a campy way. It was really cool. Good record. What did you have for 2018, Andrew? (laughs) Uh, Let's see. So for number one record, I had that Kid See Ghost record, which was that Kanye West project, if you remember that. Oh, I do. <laughs> I did love that record. Uh, I also had Parquet Courts, Wide Awake, the indie rock record I think we talked about on an episode at some point in 2018. And uh, a cool folk rock record from Damien Gerardo, The Horizon Just Left, uh, was my number three pick. If you're not familiar with any of those records, it's worth circling back on those. I know we didn't do a full episode uh, countdown show in 2018, so I wanted to just give a quick shout out to those records. So Good Thinking. Circle back on those. Good thinking. All right. All that's right. that's all what right. we call being thorough up here in the Album Nerds podcast. All right. You know. You know. I'm thorough. Oh, yeah. guy. It's time. Yeah. Time all to right. do it. Let's do it. Number one. Coming in at number one on my list of best albums of 2019 is The Rival Sons. Surprise, surprise. The album is Feral Roots. <laughs> the track is too bad.
All right, so that was the Rival Sons from the album Feral Roots with the song Too Bad. I love the Rival Sons. I talk about them as often as I can. They popped up somewhere in the mid-early 2000s, 2007-8 range. They've had, uh, this is their sixth studio album. Came out in January of 2019. Kind of started out, they're a blues rock outfit. They kind of started out very Zeppelin-y. And as their albums have progressed, so have they as artists and songwriters. And they put out a lot of records in a short time. And they have really gotten their own cool sound that encompasses all of that makes rock and roll great, but it's them. They got Grammy nominations for this one, which I don't necessarily put a lot of stock in that, but I think that's pretty good in today's climate where rock and roll is not particularly important. Just good stuff from start to finish. Every track is good. This is their best since Head Down, which was 2012, I believe. Love that record. Andy, I know you like the Rival Sons. I don't think you're as deeply in love with them as I am. What'd you think about this now that we've gotten a whole year in? <laughs> I don't think anybody is as deep into the Rival Sons as you are, man. But <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love this record too. I had a uh, number 17 for me overall for the year. Uh, I would agree. It is their best record in probably since that head down way back when. That's awesome. That's good. Like you said, they really kind of came into their own. I feel like they got a little lost there for a few years, but this is an awesome return to form, and I will definitely be listening to it well into 2020. And I keep waiting for Shooting Stars, the the final track on the album. It's got a, to, to be like an anthem for some cause because it's so uplifting. Mm. So if you want an uplifting track, check out Shooting Stars, last track on there. It's all about... <laughs> peace and and how our you know our dancing is better than their marching and just got a really great vibe to it it's one of their finest and they're so good at those kind of songs anthemic stuff so yeah check out my number one pick the rival sons feral roots and check out every single one of their records please (laughs) all right andy what's your number one all right man coming in at number one for me in 2019 is the purple mountains and their record, Purple Mountains, came out way back in July of 2019. The track we're going to play is right from the middle of the record. This is Margaritas at the Mall. Wow, this record really spoke to me when the first time I heard it and still does today. Um, talking about David Berman's kind of swan song here, um, may have known him from the Silver Jews back in the day. It's his first record in 10 years, and he did unfortunately pass away um, not too long after its release. Uh, it's a jangly kind of folk rock record. Um, the lyric style is very direct very poetic but it's also super dark very melancholy the song we just heard there you know it's kind of just about like the malaise of of middle class life you know you just he sings uh we're just drinking margaritas at the mall because happy hour has got us by the balls we're just like so deep into this kind of drunken stupor of 
whatever Americana life here that we're just happy to go along with it. And that's kind of how the whole record is. I, I think it's really spoke to me, like I said, and I, uh, you know, it's it's too bad that he passed away, but I think, you know, when you get to that point in your life or if you know you're, you might be dying soon, it does kind of give some, makes you really get right to the point. And I feel like that's the way he did on this record. And, and I think it's really compelling stuff. I know you're now a little more divided on Well, you know, for a guy that has a scheduled cocktail time with appetizers, happy hour sort of thing scheduled every week with my wife in our home bar, I take offense. <laughs> Oh, no, that's too close to, to this home, guy man, huh? trivializing my activities <laughs> like I'm not as good as him. <laughs> no, I, it, it's fine, man. It, I just don't love it. And I think that you thought I would, and it hurts your heart that I don't. But, you know, <laughs> I'm bit, glad that you do, man. Bit. I'm really glad that it, I, I didn't expect it to be this high on your. I really didn't understand the depth of your love for this. So. Now that I do, maybe I give it another try. And all y'all out there, this is Andy's number one. So, and this is a deep man, this Andrew. So I think we we owe it to him <laughs> to give this a shot, even though this, even well, though the songs are clearly about how I suck. <laughs> maybe that's why you like it so much. Wow, there's like so much you can read into it. Just like what you said right there. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. Um, yeah, I do think it's a record worth, worth to get into and get listening to, um, spend some time with. As I said, it was his, it's his swan song. And I think he, he left us with something really to remember him very fondly by. And, uh, I'm certainly going to be doing that, um, for many years in the future with, uh, Purple Mountains, Purple Mountains. And, uh, that's going to do it, folks. That's our, that's our top oh. 10. Of 2019. What a ride, Now the man. grind starts all over again where we start looking for new stuff yeah. in 2020. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited, though. Do you think we're going to do like a, a top of the top of the decade list or do you want to just call it here, man? I don't know. It's exhausting doing these, these lists. How about we put it to the album nerds out there? Okay. Let us know. Tell us, okay? Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at album nerds, and tell us if you want us to do a best of the decade countdown we will absolutely do it i've got some things percolating i could be ready for it sooner than later so let us know podcast at albumnerds.com email us go to our website albumnerds.com and tell us tell us what you want us to do yo yeah i also would love to know your top records of the year too um Please. send them over however you can website's good email's good too uh, i'd love to hear from you everybody's having a great 2020 so far and uh yeah we look forward to bringing you lots of great recommendations all throughout this year thank you so much for listening everybody hope you have a great 2020 peace out 2019's done bye bye bye